Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. In 1 Chronicles 29, verses 11 to 12, King David does something unique. He simultaneously prays and sings a song of praise to the Lord. In said prayer, the king, under divine inspiration, makes one of the most powerful statements on the sovereignty of God in the entire Bible. So, 1 Chronicles 29, verses 11 and 12 says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty, for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and give strength to all. The title of this episode is Why Calvinism Matters. Now you may be wondering what 1 Chronicles 29 has to do with Calvinism. And the answer is everything because the divine attribute that lays the foundation for Calvinism is the sovereignty of God. That is to say, all things are under God's rule and control, and nothing happens without His direction or permission. God works not just some things, but all things according to the counsel of His own will. His decrees are never thwarted. See Psalm 115.3 and Isaiah 46.9-10. Hence, Calvinism merely celebrates the sovereignty of God in saving sinners, Romans 9.15. The Bible tells us that God is sovereign, and because God is sovereign, man is not. Acts 17.25 This means that all things are not under our rule and control because we are not God. Only God is sovereign, and in fact, if God is not sovereign, then God is not God. The ultimate end of all things is God's glory. See Isaiah 43.6-7 and 48.9-11 So, God's freedom and His sovereignty are crucial attributes that are wed to His divinity. To reject Calvinism would therefore mean to reject who God says He is and to deny His deity. Why Calvinism matters is therefore very simple, because it exalts the Lord and exposes that man is utterly helpless and condemned outside of the sovereign Christ. He is the one who dictates how a man is saved, by grace alone, by faith in Jesus Christ alone. Therefore, why Calvinism matters is that it points all men to the Messiah, the only mediator between God and man. Be mindful that Calvinism in no way, shape, or form exalts John Calvin, the 16th century reformer, theologian, preacher, and Bible expositor. John Calvin merely clarified how God saves, and these divine means compel the believer to exalt God. What I just did is provide everyone a succinct answer to this episode's main question. In what follows, I will expound upon this answer by clarifying what Calvinism is and then going into a deeper analysis of why it matters. Let us first begin in the New Testament. In 2 Peter 1, 1-3, the Apostle of Hope tells us that God has gifted us with everything that we need for life and godliness. The means by which divine peace and grace is appropriated is through knowledge of Christ as revealed in the Word of God. 
Consequently, a clear knowledge of God not only fills our mind, but it also kindles and sustains a fire in our hearts for our Savior. Jesus' very name means God is salvation, so the most important knowledge about who God is and what He has done is revealed in salvation. That is, God is a saving God, but in particular, how He saves us accentuates His love, grace, sovereignty, holiness, justice, and goodness. This is where Calvinism comes in. It comes in because the five points of Calvinism explain that salvation is wrought by sovereign grace. This means the Lord is the one who is ultimately in control of your salvation from start to finish. Accordingly, to experience God fully, a man must be able to answer the question, how did the Lord save me? Calvinism explains that God is free to save whom he chooses. Subsequently, once a man knows that truth about God, then he finally knows the truth about himself, that the only explanation as to why God saved him and how God saved him is by God's grace. The man never deserved it and never merited it. This leaves the man glorifying the Lord forever. That's what Calvinism explains in general. Specifically now, what are the five points of Calvinism? The five points are classically summarized by the acronym TULIP. T stands for total depravity, U stands for unconditional election, L stands for limited atonement, I stands for irresistible grace, and P stands for perseverance of the saints. What you will see is that each petal of the tulip necessarily follows from the one before it. So, for example, limited atonement is based upon unconditional election, which is based upon total depravity. You can't have one without the other. So the first point of Calvinism, or the first petal of the tulip, is T, total depravity. See Jeremiah 79, 1 Corinthians 2.14, Ephesians 2.1-3, and Romans 3.23. Total depravity simply means that our corruption due to sin is so pervasive and potent that we are totally unable to save ourselves and unable to do that which pleases God. Total depravity means we are slaves to sin and therefore are not free to serve the Lord. Note that total depravity does not mean we are as bad as we can be. The totally depraved are still capable of relative good in that even Adolf Hitler was capable of helping an old lady across the street. The difference is that the depraved do good for bad reasons. Total depravity means a man is totally dependent on the grace of God to draw him out of the darkness of depravity and into the light. The second pedal is you, unconditional election. See John 15.6, Acts 13.48, and Ephesians 1.4. Unconditional election simply means that God does not elect to save someone conditionally. He does not base it on who the person is or what they do. He freely elects or chooses them unconditionally. This must be the case because if someone is totally depraved, the Lord would never conditionally elect depravity. In fact, the doctrine of unconditional election tells us that before the foundation of the world, God freely chose those whom would subsequently repent, have faith, and be redeemed by Christ. Romans 8, 28-29. The third pedal is L, limited atonement. 
see John 6.37, 17.6-9, and Romans 9, 1-26. Limited atonement is also known as definite atonement or definite redemption. That is because many do not like the word limited because it suggests in some way that the atonement of Christ on the cross was limited in worth. That is not the case. Limited atonement refers to the reality that while Christ's atonement on the cross is sufficient to pay the penalty of sin for all people, it is only effective for those who have faith in Christ. Simply, Christ did not die on a cross just to make salvation possible. He went to the cross to specifically die for a select group of people. By God's design, the cross was never designed to save everyone. It was designed to redeem God's elect only, so that 100% of the people Jesus died for are saved. Indeed, Christ's atonement is available to all men, but many reject the free offer of gospel grace. Hence, it naturally follows that every person who receives the Lord's unconditional election benefits from the application of limited atonement. The fourth pedal is I, irresistible grace. See John 6.33, 2 Peter 3.9, and John 3, 3-7. This simply means that although the natural man resists against God, at a proper time, divine grace overcomes man's resistance. The result is that a man trusts and serves God. It naturally follows that for those whom God atones for, they are the beneficiaries of His irresistible grace. The Lord does not elect someone who then refuses, cognizant that the most powerful force in the universe is not human free will. The fifth pedal is P, Perseverance of the Saints. See John 10, 27-29, Ephesians 4, 30, Philippians 1, 6, 1 Timothy 1, 12, 1 Peter 1, 5, and 1 John 2, 19. Perseverance of the Saints means that once saved, always saved, because God is the one who enables a person to persevere until the end. This logically follows as the last pedal because if you are the recipient of God's irresistible grace, His mercy is always effective, meaning if God's grace pulls a man from darkness to light, nothing can pull that man back since he is in God's hands. Perseverance of the saints is one of the most reassuring, joy-cultivating, God-glorifying doctrines there is because it tells us that those whom God has regenerated will endure until the end and they will not surrender their souls. This perseverance is signed, sealed, and delivered in the new covenant by the blood of Jesus Christ. At the top of this episode, I describe the big reason why Calvinism matters, because it explains how God saves sinners and in doing so, maximally glorifies the Lord. Yet, when we begin applying the five points of Calvinism to everyday life, it reveals how so much human brokenness is healed by God's grace. For example, a proper understanding of total depravity tells us that even those people whom the world considers to be good are actually depraved in the eyes of a holy God. This means good works, morality, or outward displays of religion are worthless in that they cannot save a man. Unconditional election tells us that there are no special categories of people. You are either saved or lost, and that determination is made by God, not by man. 
those two categories are independent of bloodlines or heritage. Unconditional election therefore demolishes racism, nativism, tribalism, or any other type of prejudiced ism into the ground. Limited atonement means that God really is sovereign and he is therefore free to bestow grace on whom he chooses. Who is ultimately saved has everything to do with God and nothing to do with man, which means limited atonement destroys religious pride and elitism. Irresistible grace tells us that man is not sovereign because God is. This is why we listen and obey God's words, not the speculations of men. Finally, perseverance of the saints tells us that God has, is, and will preserve all of his own until the end, period. There is nothing that can snatch a redeemed sinner out of the hands of a sovereign God. This doctrine also tells us that through his providence, God governs all of human history to facilitate perseverance of the saints. Hence, although it may not seem like it at the present time, the world in which we live is the best of all possible worlds in that God is using this world to redeem all of his elect and deliver them to the best possible end, himself. We will only be able to see the grand majesty of this plan in eternity future. So now, in the end, why does Calvinism matter? Well, it matters because it's right. It's right because all five petals are grounded in God's word, and when a man thinks rightly about who God is and what he says about himself, he honors God. Let us therefore have the right thinking about the sovereign God who freely saves those whom he chooses to save. Let us shake off any pretension or assumptions that we are okay based on anything in ourselves. To think anything of the sort would be a rejection of sovereign grace such as bad thinking which dishonors God. Calvinism matters because it tells the truth. It tells that without God doing something, man is helpless and hopeless, blind and in the dark. In fact, if God did not save by sovereign grace, fallen man would not even know about his perilous predicament. But by grace, God has opened our eyes and shown a light into our hearts so that we are able to see Christ and respond to the gospel in faith, 2 Corinthians 4.6. Without sovereign grace, we are dead in our trespasses and sins. With sovereign grace, we are a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. As new creations, we respond to the Lord with faith, which is not a work, but the free gift of God, Ephesians 2.8-9. It is only when a man embraces sovereign grace for what it is that he can exult in God as the supreme treasure of the universe. Sovereign grace strips a man of any and all boasting. Instead, it humbles him and compels him to rejoice in the Lord Most High. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.